0: Hello everyone, this is James, the Notorious Banker, and welcome to the Wire Bank Sucks Podcast. 2,786 amazing followers, at Bank Better Guy on Twitter, dozens more at Patreon.com slash Notorious Guys, once again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so very much for the love and support. I really do appreciate it. And you know, it's funny, I don't realize it until I do these podcasts and I, and I talk to people on Twitter, how much I do need that love and support too, and I'll get to why in just a second. Um, you know, it's 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 funny because this podcast is built on the negativity I experienced in 13 years of working in banking, the negativity that I experienced throughout my life, I'll be honest with you, and to see um, the kudos that are received by my project, The Notorious Banker, from followers, from people that I help with my Vigilante customer service, is something that makes me feel amazing, and I can't thank you enough for even clicking play on this podcast because you don't really know how much it means to me. So I wanted to start, um, with this podcast with a big announcement, which I'll, I'll get to in, in a few minutes here. But, um, ironically enough, the timing of it comes in a very weird, uh, weekend that I've had. I've been mostly offline on Twitter probably the last 48 hours. Or so, um, had an unfortunate incident and I, um, I have a personal Facebook page, you know, like everyone else or every older person has now, because it doesn't seem like any young people have it anymore. And, you know, I do the same things everyone else does. I post selfies, I post gym selfies, I talk about current events, I talk to my friends, I wish people happy birthday, I share memes, I I laugh, I get upset, I you know, everything that social media entails. Well, one of the things that I'm proud of is this project. And Why Your Bank Sucks, Notorious Banker is something that I'm truly proud of. I I, I love it. I love doing what I do because it allows me to continue talking about the one thing that I learned to love, which is banking. And it allows me to kind of apply it to everyday occurrences that people deal with, especially people on my friends list and Facebook because most of those people are in my um, two hometowns. And a lot of them are banking illiterate aside from yours truly. What I mean by that is, I think they go to me more about banking than they ever would go to anyone else about banking um, because they don't feel comfortable with it. And I grew up in a family that was just uncomfortable with banking. I, I think I've said before several times that I don't believe that my parents or my grandparents had a checking account. And I don't believe that they still do, to be honest with you. I believe they still have savings accounts uh, my grandparents receive their Social Security, and they they take it out cash every month, and they make money orders to pay bills. Very archaic way of doing things. I couldn't even convince them to change. That's that's how crazy it is. So, you know, the, a lot of people that follow me follow me because hey, it's James from back home, you know, or it's James the guy from the bank, but. um A lot of the times, it's just James, the banker, and James. I have a question: What should I do about this? Or how do I go about getting a loan? Or what's the best credit card? You know, I I answer those things just for my friends, and I did it before while I was working at Bank of America because, um, frankly, I had all this knowledge available and I wanted to share it. Although Bank of America would say I was breaking social media policy by sharing that information over social media, even though it was probably getting them customers. But whatever. So, I shared um, my Vigilante customer service, my opinions about banking on my personal Facebook page. And I shared a screenshot of my former branch here in Las Cruces, the Tel Shore branch, the branch I got fired from, uh, being closed in the lobby for the entire week this past week. And I got to go check tomorrow to see if the lobby's open then, because I, I don't think it's going to be. And there's like one lane to drive up for the whole town, 110,000 people. No lobby service, that means no bankers, no in-person transactions and limited transactions at that. And I was mad. I just said, what a disgrace this is. I said, you know, I can't believe they're not open to the public. Why are they doing this closures now? And you know the last two podcasts have been about that. And, you know, it's a commentary that I've been sharing with my friends and family saying, Hey, Bank of America's just quietly closing hundreds of branches. What's going on? And um, yeah, I'm angry about it. I am I am really upset that customers can get stuff done the way that they want to get stuff done. And I shared that because there are some people that I um, gave Bank of America accounts to and they're stuck with Bank of America at the moment and I feel bad, you know. Um, so I shared it, not really expecting much out of it. I just wanted to put what I was feeling just like everyone else in social media. So I just said, what a disgrace that this bank is not open during on Friday during normal business hours. Can't believe it. So I had someone, and I, I won't say his name because um, I'll get to why in a second. Um, an old classmate of mine, someone who antagonized me in elementary school, middle school, and high school, um, still to this day, to be quite frank with you, you know, 37 years old and still dealing with bullying problems. And he said, "You're a stupid, bitter bitch. You have to let it go. Who cares if you got fired from the bank?" And it just hit me in a weird way. I, I was at lunch with my wife. You know, we both work from home. So we meet up in the living room at 12 o'clock. We have lunch and we watch some reality TV or something. And I saw that comment and I didn't know how to react. I was really, like, shaking. My hands were shaking. And then I just said back to this bully, I said, it's not about me. It's about the customers. And it is. You know, yeah, I'm upset about it. But I am not a bitter bitch because... I care about thousands of people not being helped. I mean, I really feel this way. I don't do podcasts for my own health. I do it because I care about the bank customers of this world. And then he goes on about, you're such an effing crybaby. You're a little bitch. You're a little faggot. Excuse my language. This is what he said. And um, I just told him, I said, please shut up. I mean, I don't want to hear this right now. And I, you know, I screenshotted over 100 things on Friday. I was like, just leave me alone. And then um, I tagged him on a Facebook post. I said, "Does anyone know what's up with this guy? I mean, like he's literally just ragging on me for no reason whatsoever." And I get an instant message back: "Don't f'n tag me and stuff. You mf'er. I'm gonna kick your ass. You're nothing but a little bitch. I'm gonna slap you like a bitch and go ahead and call the cops and tell you, you know, tell them how I slapped you like a bitch." And it was just this hateful stuff hateful stuff i mean it was rough i went through a lot in middle school and high school I, I really did i mean it was it was hell so um just to kind of tie it back to why your bank sucks um working at a bank was is kind of easy because it was literally like getting bullied in, in high school every single day at work and I talk about it. I talk about my depression. I talk about my drinking that I did because of working at Bank of America. It's exactly that way. But I was able to manage it. You know, because I, I think in a weird way I knew what to expect. So it never really surprised me, you know, like whenever they would just belittle you for no reason. And that's what this guy was doing. So he just kept on going on and on. And I hadn't talked to this guy in, since October, I think it was. It's been a while. And he just kept on going, kept on going, kept on poking at the bear. And... I just got tired of it, and, and what's funny was I posted, like, hey, what's, what's wrong with this guy, and I sent screenshots, he reported the screenshots, and I got him. I got him removed from Facebook, they removed my post, I was getting harassed and bullied, and they removed my post, I was like, you gotta be kidding me, I was, I was frustrated, and he was, you know, making derogatory gay remarks in my uh, direction and everything, and, you know, he started poking at my marriage and my um, suicide attempts, and... It was really bad it, it was bad it was the worst that it's ever been it's totally unprovoked and i've been bummed out the last couple of days i mean i've had this depression that i gotta tell you is not cool it's not fun i should be working i should have been helping bank customers on saturday and sunday but i've been avoiding it like the plague because you know it's funny because the whole root of my project is is fighting back against big banks is is bullying the bullies, I guess, uh, that are big banks, like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and the like. And it's ironic that this is my job, this is the career that I've, I've taken forth. but I'm good at it. And I think the reason I'm good at fighting back against banks is because I've been fighting back my whole life. I've been fighting back my whole life. I've been defending myself. I've been made to feel small. I've been defending myself. And at the end of the day, when I defend myself, I still get crap back for defending myself. And I know when the book comes out, And I know when my project goes more public, I know I'm going to have to go through that. I know I'm going to have to go through that. I know Bank of America is probably going to say, oh, he's a disgruntled employee. And, oh, he's a mental case and this and that. I know they're going to say that. And it sucks. But I'm ready for it. I wasn't ready for this abuse by an ex-classmate from 20 years ago on Friday. And it, it was a reality check. And I had to sit this weekend and think, Am I ready? Am I ready for the next step of this project then? Yeah, there was some doubt. (laughs) I got to tell you, there was some freaking doubt. But at the end of the day, yes, I'm ready for it. There's far too many customers out there, far too many people who are impacted by big banks. And they don't know how to fight back. And you know what? In school, I wish I had someone to help me fight back against my bullies. Well, I'm going to fight back against the bullies that are big banks for you, the customer. That's what I do, and that's what I'm good at. So you're damn right I'm going to continue on this project. I am ready for any flack that big banks are willing to give me because I'm doing it for the right reasons. I have the receipts of helping people and they don't have the receipts of helping people. So I'm going to continue on doing this vigilante customer service for yours truly, the notorious banker. Which leads me to my announcement. Okay, so here's the thing. After all the negativity on Friday thinking about everything that's going on, thinking about how upset I was and how bad I was feeling and how I couldn't even look at my wife in the eye after all that stuff yesterday. Um, I, I thought about it and I'm like, I gotta I gotta make a stand because I've been putting up with that bullying for 20 some odd years and nothing ever happens of it. Well, here's the thing. He is a city employee of the town that I grew up in. He was doing it while working on city time and I, I can prove that he was harassing me while on the clock for the city government and he is a director of a department within that city. It's frustrating. It's a person in power belittling someone who he doesn't talk to normally for the reason that I don't know what reason. I don't know re- what reason it happened in high school and I don't know what reason it happened at 37 years old. So um, I'm fighting back with that. I am going to pursue legal options with that. I am going to pursue every which way to hold him accountable for what he did, because it's not right. And if you guys have kids, bullying is not right. If you bully people, it's not right. If you've been bullied, I'm sorry it happened to you. But don't bully back. Don't, you know, don't fight fire with fire. But especially when it's towards someone else. If you get bullied by someone, well then fight back against them. Don't use that anger and take it out on someone else. The way the Bank of America does to its employees, the way Bank of America does to its customers, and the way that I used to take it out on other people when I was younger, and the way that people used to take it out on me. Too much negativity, man. Too much negativity. So here's the big announcement. As of August, and I want to say I wanted to say August 1st, but I've been lazy the last couple of days, so everything has been delayed. As of early August, I will be retiring the Wirebank Sucks podcast name. Yes, it's true. The Wirebank Sucks podcast name will be retired. However, this podcast isn't going away. No, it's only going to get better and stronger. Um, a new name is coming, and a new name is already thought out. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be this new name. And I've already discussed it on Twitter at better Guy. Um, But stay tuned for more information on that because it's not just about negative stuff it's not about negative stuff and, and it never was the funny thing is WireBank bank sucks and this podcast was founded because there's so much bank news and there's so much ways to extrapolate it you know there's so much ways to do it but most of the time it's negative but whenever there's a success story like me rescuing money for someone who got fraud or something like that that's a positive story i'm not all negativity you know Yeah, I'm a bully, but it's only to the people who bully other people, and that's big banks. But you know what? I'm going to continue doing what I do, vigilante customer service, fighting back to get customers' money, although the name of the podcast will change. The mission is still the same. The mission is to give you the news as I see it, my commentary on it. And yes, it's probably going to be more negative than positive. That's just the way it goes with bank news. But I really am gonna try hard and I and I mean this when by my heart, I'm gonna try hard to to give you positive stories about the banking industry from smaller banks or even if a big bank does something that I consider to be noble, I will talk about it. Yeah, it's not gonna be all frou frou talking about, you know, puppies and kittens and all that stuff. No, it's not gonna be that kind of heartwarming story that you would see on the local news, but it's gonna be something that's positive, something that that someone is smiling at the end of the day and not me just laughing at how effing horrible stuff is. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be better. And I know that um, I have a second podcast that I'm retiring and I'm going to be lumping in to this one. And I did talk about funny stories about money, funny stories about financial stuff and giving tips, giving tricks. And all the quirky things that made me a fun banker is going to allow me to be that fun banker with this podcast under a new name with Why Bank Sucks being retired. You probably know what the name of the podcast is going to be because I do call myself James and Torvius Banker. But let's just hold off a little bit on making sure that that's what it's going to be. I will be making an announcement. Um, the podcast before I end it, so you won't have to switch anything in your subscriptions or anything like that. It'll just change names, so don't be surprised. You'll see my big bald head on there still um and some variation of the logo i'm sure but um it's going to be different it's going to be cool but it's going to be fun we're going to call out big banks we're going to fight back against big banks but only when we need to fight back but there is going to be some great stories about banking there's going to be some advice there's going to be some fun commentary there's going to be interviews there's going to be other things that we're doing this podcast has grown a lot I started this December 2018, and I remember when I did my first podcast, I had 92 listens over the first, like, two weeks. And I was like, man, that sucks. (laughs) I thought I had more friends than that. And um, I got really sick. You know, if the coronavirus was in 2018 the way that it is in 2020, they would have probably said I had coronavirus because I was incapacitated For about six weeks i didn't do any podcasts after that first one and i was miserable i couldn't talk without coughing and when i could talk it was very hoarse and it was rough so after i got healthy again i started doing podcasts i started getting in the flow of it and it started getting more popular i started becoming more popular on twitter and then 92 downloads became 992 and then with the podcast about um iranian students in july I mean, I had 24,000 downloads of that podcast. It is amazing. And my followers shot up from zero in November 2018 to almost 3,000 in less than two years. And that's organic, hard work. And yes, I've lost people along the way, but all of that has been interaction with people. So I'm excited about the change. I know that, um, and I'll be frank with you, the Wirebank sucks name has been hard to get sponsors. And I had someone who works in a bigger bank who I talked to about possibly sponsoring this podcast saying, you know, you come across as negative just off the first four words of your name. It's true. I understand that. First impressions are everything. Will you click on it just for shits and giggles because it says why your bank sucks? Yes. But unless you know the context of what I mean by it, you may not continue listening to it. But The Notorious Banker, if I can mix it up and tell you horror stories from banks give you some fun tips and do all that i think more people will listen so i think i'm ready for this change i'm ready to move on and i'm really really excited about it so um continue listening the name change will be imminent and like i said ironically enough it's coming um during the one of the worst weekends and of um honestly my adult life it really was bad and it's a cathartic uh, moment to say i'm not gonna Focus on negativity all the time. Negativity and fighting back were needed, but you know what? I'm going to find a way to make sure that my customers, my followers don't get bullied, to make sure that I'm not bullying just for the sake of bullying, that the stories that I tell have relevance to any stories that I tell, but at the same time, giving people that advice that people used to drive 150 miles to come see at Bank of America's branch in Las Cruces, New Mexico. I know that I had something special being um, a banker a manager and even being a teller i know that people flocked to me and i was really grateful and thankful for that now it's going to continue on in another form so stay tuned for the name change um and like i said to my bully and to anyone who bullies other people out there guys you know take a look at what you do when you do it because it really impacts someone's day i um i didn't work for two days i didn't work for two days because of the harassment and because of being focused on trying to you know escalate that to the proper parties and proper authorities and stuff like that and having to talk about it with friends and family who saw this horrible thing on facebook and um working hard to combat it and i lost two days and to the listeners followers on twitter and people that i'm helping i do apologize and i'll get better at it i'll overcome this and we'll kick butt together After this brief emotional consideration, I'm going to talk about a positive story. Funny enough, I was talking about trying to include more positive things in future podcasts. Um, There was a story that kind of uh, came out of nowhere that a Twitter follower alerted me to a few days ago, and I was going to tweet about it uh, because no one was talking about it. And then all of a sudden today... CNN has a story about this local bank in Wisconsin, and it's all on the local news, including my local news here in New Mexico. It's really cool, and it's really something cool that a small bank is doing um, to help their businesses. So after this brief promotional consideration, I'll be right back to tell the story, so please stick around. Hello everyone, this is James, the Notorious Banker, inviting you to join me on Patreon. That's patreon.com notoriousbanker. For as little as $2 a month, you can support the Notorious Banker in his quest to fight back against big banks. Bank of America, Walls Fargo, Chase and City routinely give bad service to their clients costing customers time and money. With the Notorious Banker's vigilante customer service, I use my 13 years experience in the banking industry to show you how to challenge big banks and fight for what is rightfully yours. The Notorious Banker has helped rescue over $1 million since April 2019 and it continues to grow. For as little as $2 a month you can also get bonus podcasts where I talk about controversial things that are bank related that no one else talks about. I recently talked about sex workers in banking as well as alcoholism and drug abuse within the banking industry. No topic is off limits. Other price tiers will get you additional bonuses, but you can join the dozens of patrons and the thousands of followers on Twitter, at BankBetterGuy, in combating big banks by signing up to the Notorious Banker's Patreon page today for as little as $2 a month. That's patreon.com notoriousbanker Once again, thank you so very much for your support. I really do appreciate it. All right, we're back. So, you know, with everything going on with coronavirus and just just everything that has happened as a result of it, there's all these weird shortages and all these weird things that have changed over time. You know, we had the toilet paper thing a few months ago, and then we had the disinfectant and hand sanitizer thing. And then all of a sudden, hey, we're short on meat. And then all of a sudden meat is plentiful again. I went to the meat uh, department at the grocery store yesterday and I, I didn't see anything empty, it looked fine to me, but 3 months ago it looked like we were in Venezuela. You know, it was rough. It was scary stuff to see all that and it was humbling. You know, I never thought I would see something like that in my life. I would see, you know, bread lines during the depression and old footage and gas shortages in the 70s and stuff. And you don't really think about those things happening when it's 2020, you know, cuz you figure people got stuff down right. Well, a couple of weeks ago, Bank of America made this internal announcement where they were talking to their employees about limiting the amount of coins that business customers can get uh, whenever they're asking for change. And I just found it funny because Bank of America used to complain over and over again about, hey, we're ordering way too much coin, way too much money. It costs money to do that. you got to stop ordering it. you got to stop doing it. we got to find a way to make everything digital. And we spent half a million dollars in the vault. And I know before I left, it was like 200,000 in the vault. So they made a concerted effort to lessen the cash. And then all of a sudden now in 2020, there's a cash shortage. There's, you know, banks were closed allegedly in Vegas and in California because they were out of money because of the state unemployment cards. Bank of America was closed primarily in those states. And they said, due to circumstances beyond our control, I'm assuming it's the unemployment cards. But then the coin shortage thing came too. and then I heard that I'm like yeah sure whatever Bank of America's just trying to lessen one service and they, they are don't get me wrong but other banks started talking about it and then I went to Dunkin Donuts and they said exact change only then I went to um, Dollar General and they said exact change only I'm like oh my god what's going on so coins are at a premium and I think coins I think of Vegas because one of the things I love doing whenever I come back from a Vegas trip is emptying out my little bag full of coins whenever I'd win on, on a slot machine $20.46. Put that $0.46 cents in a bag, and then we take it home with us, and we use that to buy our um, our water for our water jugs. And we would have months' worth of water just off these coins that we want in Vegas, so it was always uh, one of the extra little perks about going to Vegas was like, hey, we're going to go get some water money. But coins are at such a premium right now that banks are limiting that and then bank of america has the balls to say uh, to business customers talk to them about zell yeah mcdonald's is going to sell an individual customer some money yeah i'm going to sell you the change because we don't have any quarters shut up <laughs> it don't sell zell like that don't sell zell like that it's so stupid I, I read that okay so to anyone who's at bank of america says i didn't hear anything about that i saw the internal memo I saw the internal memo, and I have a picture of it. So I'm going to share it because I'm not stupid. But I saw it. Um, so you know, with the coin shortage and everything, it's 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 weird. It's it's interesting that it's happening. But what do you do whenever you have an issue like that? Well, one bank, one chain of banks in Wisconsin, um, they found a way to kind of make it worth the while of people to help them out. You know, because usually a bank is Trying to look out for themselves. Customers are too. You know, Customers say, hey, what can you do for me? It's always a selfish thing. But a bank is saying, hey, you know what? If you help us out, we're going to help you out. And they're being straightforward and honest. So then I think it's a really cool thing that they're doing. So um, there's this local bank in Wisconsin called Community State Bank. And I had seen the name before because um, one of our former sponsors, Kasasa, follows them on Twitter. So I've seen them kind of in passing. Um, I saw them on Twitter and then a follower of mine actually linked me up to a story that talked about their coin buyback program and I read it and at first I was like, This can't be real But then thinking about people with their five gallon water jugs of coins, their piggy banks for their kids, seeing all the different ways people save coins, um seeing what a benefit it would be. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass to roll them. Yeah, it sucks to spend time doing that. But seeing that they're doing that, that way they can help their business customers. They can help local businesses in in an American city be able to provide good customer service and be able to make freaking change for their customers. I thought what um, Community State Bank is doing is awesome. So I'm gonna read the CNN article. Like I said, I found out about this like the day after it was announced. And a follower of mine sent it to me. And I was going to do a podcast about it, but I got lazy. And then all of a sudden, the whole freaking country's talking about it now. And I feel like I'm the last person to talk about it. But I'm going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's really cool. So this is from the CNN article. It says, a Wisconsin Bank is bringing change to their community by helping local businesses struggling because of the nationwide shortage of coins caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Easy for me to say. On Wednesday, the Community State Bank launched a coin buyback program which offers a $5 bonus for every $100 worth of coins turned into any of its seven locations. Anyone who brings in coins, whether they're a customer or not, can receive up to a coin maximum bonus of $500, um, which is amazing. And yes, there are people who have coins like that. I've had to lift this like Star Wars figure full of coins once at the bank and it weighed over 200 pounds. It was so heavy. I'm 300 pounds and it was heavy for me to move. So I've seen people save years and years worth of coins, so I know that it's a thing so to to give a possible bonus of up to five hundred dollars is amazing so losing five dollars for every hundred that they receive seems like a lot i mean it's 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 a huge premium considering that you know savings interest rates are zero point zero whatever in most major banks for instance, and people don't expect a lot out of it you know. But to give that much means one thing and one thing only. and This is why I salute them. They're seeing the bigger picture. And I did a tweet about this a few hours ago where I said it's kind of like the butterfly effect. So think about this. and I'll use Bank of America as an example because of course I will. <laughs> so let's just say that someone goes to Bank of America and the limit's $20 worth of coins for a business. It's Taco Bell or long john silvers or whoever would be customers um locally at A over here and then i go well you know we only have twenty dollars worth of coins we can get we do have a coin shortage going on nationwide so i could only give you a roll of quarters roll of dimes two rolls of nickels and two rolls of pennies and then i know that the workers the managers long john Silver's talk about what that's bullshit we're gonna have a thousand customers and we're gonna run out of those pennies in like 10 minutes you can't give you can't give us only 20 i'm sorry that's all we got Okay, so all of a sudden, you go to that restaurant, you're the manager, and you're putting the money away in the vault, in the safe over there. And then you're like, man, this isn't going to last, so we shouldn't even really have that much. We'll have a rollout, but we're going to ask for exact change only. So you had to put handmade signs with many excla- exclamation points where it says, exact change only, no exceptions. Please use the credit and debit card if possible. And then you'll get, you'll get a Karen. You'll get one person who will go in there and say, um, that'll be four twenty-five. dollars oh, let, let me make it a little bit easier. It'll be four twenty-one because you'll get like maximum coins. You'll get like seven coins back, $0.79. Cents. And then the person gives a 10 and then they ask for a dollar a quarter back, meaning that to give four ones, ones, seven quarters, and four pennies. Well, sir, um, we actually um, can't do that right now. We can't make change. It does say exact change only. Um, We can only accept credit and debit cards if you don't have exact change. So I won't be able to break this um, to give you four quarters. What? This is an outrage. I want to speak to your manager. This is bullshit. I come here all the time. I've been coming here for 20 years, and you can't break a dollar for four quarters? How ridiculous is that? And then the manager has to come out, Sir, the bank didn't give us money. Well, what kind of stupid bank doesn't have coins? This is ridiculous. This is junk. And that person gets their food. They use a card. Probably they don't want to use the card. They get the card. I'm never coming back. It's ridiculous. And then all of a sudden, all these town community pages, like um, the one here in Las Cruces, Las Cruces Community Watch, which is just a haters page. It it literally is a haters page. Or it's like, Oh my god, did you see did you see that graffiti on this street? Or there's a suspicious person. He looks like an ice cream man, but I think he's a crook. It's just these awful people <laughs> talking about it. And you're gonna get that guy saying, I went to Long John Silvers or I went to Taco Bell and they would not want to give me four quarters for my dollar. This is ridiculous. What kind of country do we live in that doesn't do this for us? And then that person's not gonna let it go. That might be the only thing that, that pissed off that person the whole time. So then he's gonna to go to Yelp, or he's gonna to go to Google Reviews, or TripAdvisor, or whatever. I'm gonna find out who the manager or the owner of this place is, so he's like Googling. Long John Silver's on El Paseo Street. Yelp review, one star. Went to this place and it's dingy and dirty, and they didn't even wanna break my dollar for four quarters. Rude manager, rude staff, never come here. And all of a sudden, their Yelp review goes from a 4.5 like a 4.1 because who the hell reviews long john silvers or taco bell and yelp you review restaurants that other people don't know about we kind of know what we're getting whenever we're going to a long john or taco bell unless it's like rats or something walking around running around everywhere so all of a sudden that thing goes down and maybe those people are connected to yelp or whatever the owners of those franchises and then they have to respond to this dude who didn't get his four quarters Well, sir, we do regret the inconvenience. Unfortunately, there was a coin shortage nationwide or whatever. If you'd like to call our corporate office, please email this person or call 575-whatever. And that person's not going to let it go. I know this because I've had complaints about me at The Pink, too. They don't let stuff go. It's like, this is ridiculous. And I don't know who that manager was, the girl with the blonde hair, but she was really rude and she told me in such an awful way that she couldn't break my dollar. And now the franchise owner is going to go to the manager. Hey, this man said you were rude to him. You know what? Yes, I understood you couldn't give coins back, but you could have been nicer. We're going to put a verbal in your file just because, you know what? This has gone too far, and this person is really upset. All this because a big bank decided not to give more, more coins to their businesses, the businesses that trickle down to the consumers who end up in turn being bank customers themselves. Crazy, right? Butterfly effect. It totally is i've said it before the people that i have offended in my life or the people that have been rude to me and i told the whole bully story earlier on probably had something else going on in that day and they just wanted to take it out on someone and they take it out on you you know and and it's rough it's horrible but community state bank sees the bigger picture they, they really do because they say you know what we're gonna give these customers that bring in coins that way we can roll our coins for these businesses the mom and pop stores, or even the chain restaurants of the world, who need it, give them coins because we want to make sure that their stock, then they're ready to help customers. That's a forward way of thinking. And yes, you know what? I want them to milk all the publicity in the world because I know that I would milk all the publicity in the world for this. But it's a great idea and it's a great thought because now all of a sudden you're giving five dollars for every hundred. You're you're taking a loss. Yeah, you're taking a loss because then you have to roll it and that takes time and stuff. So you you're taking a loss, but that short-term loss is worth it in droves if, and I mean if, you can provide adequate coinage for your business customers. That way they say, hey, I need 70 and quarters, 25 in dimes, 10 and nickels, and five and pennies. You're able to roll those bad boys to them, say, hey, I'll have some for- more for you tomorrow. And knowing that you're paying a premium now for better customer service with them later, and they're allowed to have better customer service for their businesses later because they don't have to put on those um, Homemade signs, exact change only, cash cash not accepted, credit debit only. I always tell my wife this, and she knows this, and we talk about it all the time. When we see handwritten signs in a place of business like that, we stop going to those places. Like, there's even local mom-and-pop restaurants who will say that. Kids must be seated at all times. No kids running around. We'll be asked to leave, whatever. I'm like, damn, you guys are freaking horrible. Why are you in business? Yes, it sucks. I have nieces and nephews, they run around, they're loud, they punch me, they bite, they scratch. I I don't like what they do all the time, but you put signs saying, we're going to kick your ass out if they're, I mean, no, you're in business to accept those people's money and to have them come back. So when you see handmade signs like that, no changes to menu items, only one sauce with your nuggets, so don't get me started with that. Okay, don't get me started with that because when you go to Burger King for nuggets, okay, so... If you, if you get a four-piece nugget, you get one sauce. And if you get an eight-piece nugget, you still get one sauce. And then if you get 20 nuggets, you get three for some reason, which is an average of 6.7 nuggets per sauce. But yet, the eight-piece is eight nuggets per Like, it's so stupid. I think they do that just to just antagonize you, and they say extra sauce is 29 cents plus tax. Yes, I know 1,000 sauces at 29 cents plus tax is a couple of hundred bucks. But kill them with kindness that's one of the things that you have to deal with you have to buy toilet paper all the time when you have a restaurant sucks but you know people are gonna need toilet paper and you just have to buy it so if they get an extra sauce or two so what if you ask someone hey would you like a sauce no i don't want any sauce well then that's how you average it out (laughs) i don't know i don't don't know the rant that i'm getting on here but you you know what i mean you see people with homemade signs, or you see these made-up rules that aren't corporate rules And it just antagonizes you so i know those exact change only things are going to bug small businesses i know they are because it would bug me so community state bank is going to give five dollars for every hundred to customers who bring coins in and um i'm just going to read from their article their story real quick on their website it says community state bank recently launched a coin buyback program to assist local businesses that are being affected by the coin shortage program, which launched mid-July, offers a $5 bonus for every $100 worth of coin turned into any community state bank location. CSB customers and non-bank customers are welcome to benefit from the program for up to a max coin bonus of $500. Here's my bank voice for Katie Stolp. We are certainly encountering crazy times, said Assistant Vice President, Retail Operations Director. Katie Stolp she has three commas in her name. <laughs> um, our goal from this program is to provide local business owners with the funds and tools they need to run their business. Many other financial institutions charge with the ten percent of the value for coin counting We're not only waiving the charge but paying community members to bring us their coin. That's cool. And then like I said, the CNN article is talking to Vice President Neil Buchanan, community State Bank saying. We knew we needed to figure something out we hate the idea of telling our customers no we can't give you these services we're proud to provide so we came up with a creative way to get things done just because this hasn't been done before doesn't mean it isn't going to work and it has already made a huge difference and it says just days after launching the program hundreds of people have dropped off their spare change people look for an extra five if I could find a way to make an extra $5, I can make that $5 last for a few days for food, okay? I really could. I can go to the grocery store, clip some mad coupons, or just dollar menu it up at Burger King or Taco Bell or whatever, and I can I can eat okay for a couple of days, maybe a few days with $5. So people are going there, and I, they do believe the hundreds of people dropping out their spare change. And it says it's already resulted in an incredible impact on local businesses that were struggling because of the shortage, according to Buchanan. Uh, customers are not being charged for any coin accounting transactions and will receive their money in cash or direct deposits. I think that's cool too. Uh, the coin shortage is one of many consequences of the partial closure of the economy, which halted the flow of coins. And that's true. So it says the bank will continue to do this until there's no longer demand. And yes, I give, I give crap to big banks, Bank of America especially, all the time. Um, it's not just a them thing. The economy stopped and everything was just kind of weird for a while. But I also know that they were trying to stop doing too many um, cash orders through armored car services because costs a lot of money. I mean, we've had these talks with the armored car department saying, hey, we just found out we're not coming on Wednesdays anymore. and It sucks. Because you have things that you need and you have things you have to ship out and it just stays in some locked box somewhere because the armored car people can only come three times a week now instead of four or five. So I know the way that it feels to have, you know, cost cut working at a big bank. So I know what banks were trying to do to do this. So community, you know, community state bank is really trying to reverse the cycle here and saying, you know what, please give us stuff to do to work that way we can help these people out. Because they know that if they go the extra effort, and especially with this news cycle where their story is everywhere, it's going to work out good for them. And I'm really glad for that. Because at the end of the day, yes, people are going to be helped and businesses are going to be able to stay with um, as much coin as they need. But this bank is going to have a bunch of articles online that says, look at what they did. Yeah, the name of their bank is Community State Bank. They really went to bat for their community. They really went to bat for their community because they said, you know what, to to the Long John Silvers or to the Taco Bells or to the John's Taco Hut or Bill's Burger Palace, you're worth a couple of coins. You're worth $5. You're worth us giving $5 to some rando non-customer to bring in his coin that way we can give you the coin that's how much we care about you and that's how much we want your business and that's how much we appreciate your business i made it a point whenever i was a banker to say thank you so much for coming in i really do appreciate your business why the hell do i say welcome to the wire bank sucks podcast 2785 amazing followers at bank better guy on twitter guys thank you so very much for that i really do appreciate that that's not fake I love that those 2,785 and more and more people keep on coming to hear me talk. I love that. I, I, I really appreciate that. And I'm really glad that this bank is appreciating their customers. They're appreciating the, the customers that are walking in. Because coin's heavy and Coin sucks to lug around. They're appreciating those people by giving them cash to do that. And they're appreciating their business customers by giving them access to something that is in short supply right now. No banks doing that. In fact, I've told this story, and I told it on Twitter, too. I had, I had an issue with a customer once where we, we were getting yelled at for not typing in the change orders on our system because you're supposed to put the account number, and you had to break down exactly what you gave the customer. So whenever I was a teller, I had to still break it down, even if it was just a one roll a quarter. Hey, can I get a roll of quarters for this 10? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so a business came once, and I had to type in the account number, and they just asked for one roll of quarters. They, I think it was Taco Bell, to be honest with you. And they got it. They got the roll of quarters for the ten, and I did, and I did the change order because I had to print them out at the end of the day because we weren't doing them, and they were getting mad at us. And then the next day, I get I get yelled at by my boss. It's like, James, we need to talk. We had a call from the general manager of whatever corporation ran Taco Bell, and he was really upset. I'm like, why? And then she said, you charged we charged thirteen ninety five uh, for something that should have been free. I'm like, what do you mean? It said change order fee 13.95. He said that the manager came by and only asked for a roll of quarters. I said, like, "Yeah." Well, why did they charge 13.95? I, I don't know. I didn't do anything to charge it. I just typed it in on the system, like you said. Like they were yelling at us at, and I typed it in and put Taco Bell's account number. I hit because they had a California account or something, so I had to manually type it in and put all this stuff in, and I, I hit enter. That's it. I don't see any charge. I just did what I was supposed to do. That way, it could help me balance my drawer. to just get an exchange for a $10 bill to a roll of quarters. That's Bank of America for you. I don't know if Community State Bank charges their businesses for rolls of coin. I mean, if they do, that's fine. You know, because at the end of the day, it is the cost of doing business for those businesses. But I know that they would rather take that charge knowing that they have the coins instead of getting yelled at by their customers. So everything that I said about customers and the trickle-down effect, the butterfly effect, if you will, of the coin shortage is plentiful. I went to Dunkin' Donuts uh, this morning, Sunday morning at like 8.30. Anytime my wife and I go to Dunkin' Donuts at 8.30 in the morning, it is packed. It's wrapped around the store, like 20 cars wrapped around the store. We're there for a good 25 minutes just to get our coffee because we usually get groceries Sunday morning. Long, long lines. I only went to get coffee this morning, and I drove Dunkin' Donuts about three miles away. I'm the only one there. I was like, I have a mobile order for James. Wait a second. Oh, yeah, we already have it done. I'm like, man, you already have my coffee done? What a miracle this was because that never happens at Dunkin'. I was in and out there in less than 30 seconds, and I came back home three miles away. as like five minutes or whatever. And my wife was making pancakes because my nephew and my father-in-law were here. And, you know, she said, oh, you know, we'll have pancakes ready by the time you get home because she was expecting me to be 20 minutes. And I was back in record time and she, had, she was still stirring up the batter. And I'm like, wow. And the only thing I could chalk it up to is I've seen people not use debit or credit cards in the drive through lane at Dunkin'. I've never seen them use their app that much. I'm the only one that uses the app every once in a while. I see them give cash and I see them get change back. So with those big giant signs in the front door and on the drive-thru thing saying, exact change, only no exceptions, I think that started to weed people out. And I'm sure there's people that are pissed that say, screw this place. I'm going to come here. They want exact change only. I don't have exact change. I, In fact, I need the change you give me that way I can wash my car. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. So I saw it happen in real life. So this is a real thing. And it's, um, I don't know where Duncan Banks at, so don't ask me that. But... All I can say is it's a noble cause. And Community State Bank, I don't normally do a whole podcast about something positive that someone is doing. I I did a whole segment at the beginning of this about negativity that was happening in my life. But I wanted to do this podcast because you know what? The Notorious Banker is um, changing Wire Bank Sucks to a different podcast name. And we're going to have the same type of format, but we're going to have some additional stories that aren't necessarily, oh my God, the banks suck this is one of those reasons why I want to do this because this is a cool story and I would have found a way to tell the story anyway, but I wanted this to be the main story of this podcast because community state bank in Wisconsin, I've never been to Wisconsin. I had an old coworker, not my favorite coworker at the moment, have a brother and a brother, not a brother-in-law, just a brother that is like a firefighter or fire chief in Wisconsin. We had talked about going to Wisconsin before to some concert over there. I mean, Wisconsin's, been in my conversation for a long time with uh friends and family this is somewhere I want to go in the future because I do believe my New Mexico State Aggies will play the University of Wisconsin in football really really soon and I do want to go to Camp Randall Stadium so hearing about this bank in Wisconsin I know B of A isn't in Wisconsin that's why I never really thought about Bank of America and Wisconsin um seeing this bank in Wisconsin really look out for their their neighbors their community is a really cool thing so honestly community state bank um thank you for what you do thank you for being there for your customers thank you for understanding that a little a little expense now is going to pay off in droves um down the road and i really hope it does for you i hope that this program is successful i hope that people notice that you're looking out for customer service and the wire bank sucks podcast notorious banker One of the things that comes with that is not necessarily fighting back against big banks whenever there's excessive fees being charged or service not being rendered. It's all about the method that you do customer service. You can provide good customer service and not care. I've met people like that who just do their job and they're robots. They don't even smile. But with the words and the gestures that you guys are doing for this program... I know a lot of thought and a lot of thinking and a lot of stress probably went into this big decision. And all of a sudden you have a million dollar idea and it's only costing five dollars for every hundred to complete it. So I'm going to end this podcast, not the way that I normally do when I say this is the reason why your bank sucks. I'm going to say congratulations to community state bank. That's a really noble gesture. And all I can say is um, to any other bank, That doesn't do things like this. That's just the reason why your bank sucks. (laughs) But not Community State Bank. They're great. My name is James, the Notorious Banker. And we'll be seeing you really, really soon on this podcast. I'm going to be cutting it a little bit short today. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to all my followers. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to all my listeners. Patreon.com slash Notorious Banker. Thank you to the dozens of people pitching in at least $1 uh, to this uh, process, to this program. Allowing me to work for you. By making these donations is the most important thing to me. $2 gets you additional podcasts and $5 will get you my book. But I really thank any support that I get from Patreon.com slash NotoriousBanker. bankercom is my email. Five seven five three two two four one two seven the voicemail line. Any questions, concerns, comments, any ideas you may have, please share them on there. At BankFetterGuy on Twitter, please follow me. Please tell your friends to follow me. And, of course, be on the lookout for the change in podcast name very, very soon of this program. And it's going to be different. It's going to be interesting. But it's still going to be the same brand of Vigilante Customer Service commentary and all the great things that you've known to love uh, from yours, truly the Notorious Banker. So, again, thank you so very much for listening. Thank you again to Community State Bank for doing what you do for your community. And um, to anyone who's been bullied out there, like I said, and to my bully, actions have consequences. You know when banks do the things that they do, they have they have unintended and intended consequences for their actions. People do too. Whenever you do something that is unprovoked, whenever you do something that goes against the very fiber of human nature, you should be called out on it. And I do that with this program, the Wire Bank Sucks podcast. I do it at Bank Better Guy on Twitter, and I'm gonna start doing it in my life. I need to make sure that me being an empowered banker, helping people fight back against big banks, I do apply that to my real life. So in the coming weeks, months, and years, you will see a stronger version of me. You will see a better version of me after the, the results of the reality of the last couple of days. It's only emboldened me more to fight back for what's right, and that's to fight back against big banks and bad customer service. So until we meet again next time, my friends, my name is James, a notorious banker, and I just told you why your bank sucks. Thanks again. We'll talk to you very soon. Have a great day.